got together on a live stream. I had a glorious uh, holiday. I hope you did too. Uh, shutting down for holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas is something I try to do every year and give myself a good break, spend time with the family, etc. And this time was no exception. This is one of the longer Thanksgiving uh, breaks that I've taken, but boy, it was, uh, it was definitely worth doing. I got a lot done, including some work. I did some work on the uh, composting course that I'll be releasing probably in January. Also made a deal with Matt Powers. I will be appearing in an online virtual summit type event that he's going to be running in January. So I'll be speaking at that. I believe it's January 20th. More details will come. So it was a productive, though, uh, quite recreational uh, amount of downtime. No unexpected tragedies, no burnt turkeys, no power outages, no giant storms, none of that. Everything went fantastic. Uh, so that was great. I also like completely went poop and I unplugged. I unplugged from the world. I did not watch the news. Uh, Dorothy put Fox News on for like a minute. I'm like, no, we're not going to see it. No, I don't care. But of course, I got to get back to work. And so I stuck my head up this morning and went, holy crap, but the shit is hitting the fan. And it's all over everywhere. And it's a lot of places that. You wouldn't expect, or I guess that maybe are not being talked about. Some of this is, some of it isn't. Uh, there is something going on in Ireland right now that is very Orwellian. In fact, George Orwell would probably be like, holy shit, wow. Um, they have a new law that looks like it's going to pass that, you know, you could get in trouble, like jail trouble, if you maybe told somebody that what they said online was retarded. Yeah, like that. Like the cops will come to your house, seize all your shit, demand your password, and throw you in the clink. And then it's up to you to prove you're innocent, not to the state to prove that you're guilty, like that level. And I got quite a bit on that because we're also going to talk about this article uh, later in the show from Bloomberg that says inflation will fall because Japan shows America's future. I actually agree. You might think that sounds comforting. I think that's what the intent that Bloomberg has. It should not be comforting. We don't want to be Japan. And I've been saying we are Japan 25 to 30 years out since I started this show 15 years ago. Japan is in a population decline. Japan is in trouble. And Japan's economy has been in a sideways skid for 30 years. If we're following Japan, guess what? That means that our sideways, sideways skid of the economy has begun, and our only hope is that enough people die without enough replacement, that there's not enough people, so there's not as much stuff, and there's not as much demand, and that will impact inflation. Yay, us. Woohoo! And I'm not done yet. Massive layoffs in logistics. Why? We have more trucks than we have freight. I'm not kidding. We have more trucks than we have material to move, and the layoffs are beginning not with drivers, Though some have been laid off, it's mostly the logistics people, the people that sit behind a desk and figure stuff out. And this kind of bugs me a bit because, well, I'll explain when we get there. I'll just say real quick that 
in a lot of lot of worlds, people that sit behind desks, if if half of them disappeared, you 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 wouldn't notice. Like nothing would actually happen. Have you ever noticed that like there are people at your office, they go on vacation for like two weeks and it's like no one even notices that they're not there except when you you wanted to talk to them and they're not in their desk, but nothing actually even hiccups. You know, there's people like that that you can do that forever. Generally speaking, though, in the trucking industry, logistics is really important. It really is because the vehicle has to leave this place at this time, get there at this time. Drivers follow schedules. Eh, we'll get to it. We'll talk about why this is a bad indicator for the economy, though. Think about what time of year it is. Eh, just saying. Oh, and I got a Moderna ad for you. I'm going to be careful when I play this ad. I'm not going to say much about it. I'm going to play the ad for you. It's a new ad for the new Jab Jab for, uh, and it's not even really a new one. It's uh, a, a new name. They gave it a name. It's called the Spike Vax. I didn't make it up. They did. But it is the most cringe ad. I'm going to tell you that if you're not one of the people that watch the videos, if you're one person who just listens to the audio, you might want to go by the website, the survivalpodcast.com, pull up today's episode 3409. There'll be a link next to that bill point. Just watch the ad. So I'm going to play the audio. But oh my. Just ugh, really, you thought that was a good idea. So I will be critiquing for the YouTube police. I will be critiquing the marketing behind the advertisement, not the effectiveness of the thing that they say works. Okay, just so maybe, maybe I won't get you know, maybe I'll be here tomorrow. Maybe I won't get another week or two week suspension. We'll see. Um, the Biden Harris campaign. Well, we were all having dinner with our family. The Biden-Harris campaign were cheering on the woke crowd and the, the, the people with Trump derangement syndrome to have arguments and fights with their family at the Thanksgiving table. They made flashcards and put it out on X. What's X? Twitter. Like, if you, here's the thing, Elon, dude, bro. If you have to keep saying X, formally Twitter, which you do, your branding uh, change has failed. Miserably, I'm just saying, okay? But, yeah, they put this on X, and, oh, it's how to fight with your family, basically. And if you think the ad is cringe, you got to go read this thread, because I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to read a few pieces, and then we're going to talk about the ratio. Has anybody out there ever heard the term ratioed? Ratioed. It's a, it's unique to X, Twitter, right? X shitter. Um and it is when you post a thing and you thought it was a good thing and you thought a lot of people would be like, yeah, way to go. Thank you. And you get slaughtered. And that's the only good thing to come out of this. They got eviscerated. I'd say for every remotely positive comment, there were 90 that were negative as hell. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, again, Bloomberg says inflation will fail. That's when we'll cover that uh, fall because uh, Japan is showing our future. Then we're going to talk about, hey, you know, they have a problem with inflation in Turkey. We were like, oh, my God, interest rates are 7.5%. Ah! Interest rates in Turkey are now 40, 40, 40, 40%. Is it really better to do it? I can't do it. I can't look at myself and do it. Right? 40%. 40 freaking percent. 40%. I like a mortgage, please. Okay, you got good credit. 40% interest rate. That'll fix inflation, or will it? 
Or will it? Or will people just start using other currencies like they already have in Turkey because they can't get their own damn money out of the bank? There's been people in Turkey last year, I, I covered it, they're taking guns, they go in the bank, they point the gun at the face of the teller and say, fill this bag with Turkish lira, but it's their own damn money they want. They're not robbing. Like, I want my money out of your bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but don't think we're in a vacuum. Don't think because I'm talking about Ireland today and Japan and Turkey that this doesn't affect us. We're the ones with more trucks and freight right now. We're the ones that think, hey, you know, $34 trillion in debt. You know what's good for that? Two wars at the same time, man. Let's go. So what I'll end with today, what I'll end with today, what do we all need to be doing right now? I got a punch list for you at the end of the things that you need to be doing going into 2024. Because you need to start thinking about that. The end of the year is coming on you like a freight train, guys. And uh, TN Permaculture, Mike here, way up at the beginning, he says, uh, I like this. He says, I have all my poop in a group. 24 is going to be 10x. Good for you, Mike. We're going to talk about how to get your mindset where Mike sits. Because you're going to need it. Now, before I give you the sponsors of the day, I will direct your attention to the screen where it says, hit the like, hit subscribe and notify, or Ika Mouse will be angry. I haven't seen her in here in a while, but you know what? She pops up out of nowhere, and she's going to be really pissed off when she shows up. There's like 150 people here, and there's like 10 likes. So don't let that happen. Please hit that like and subscribe for us. If you haven't already subscribed, hit the alert. You need to subscribe, and definitely hit the like, because that helps us a whole lot in getting the word out, and I need your help to be able to do that because, well, I'll talk about it today when I get into the discussion on uh, that we're going to go into just a minute on Ireland and social media and things like that about one of the things we should be doing. Okay. Anyway, with that taken care of, let's go ahead and hear from our sponsors of the day. John Bush with Live Free Academy has set up another awesome, awesome, awesome event. It is called the Exit and Build Health Summit. How much is this going to cost you? Absolutely nothing. It's virtual. It's online. Knowing, John, there will be some paid upgrade opportunities. But this is a five-day series of uncensored interviews with 25 renowned natural health experts. Who we got here? Well, let's just take a look. We got Zuby. Dude's Jack, so you know he's in shape. J.P. Sears. Kelly Brogan. Uh, Peter McCullough. That's Dr. McCullough, who has been censored out the butt and a bunch of other really great people. Sean Baker. Guys, if you like Ken Berry, I think you'd like Sean Baker, too. They're kind of in that same space. Both doctors, both big on the keto carnivore thing. Uh, you can just check this out. And look right here. Click here to learn more. All you do is click that button. It's totally free. And you can go and sign up for this and get all of this great content at no cost. Now, I know what someone's going to say. Is it available for download or for watching if you're not watching it live? I haven't asked Sean about that yet. Usually with John's things, there's a certain number of days you can watch the recordings, but usually if you want to be able to keep them and what have you, there's a paid upgrade for that. So uh, I'll get you an answer on that and let you know about it tomorrow. Anyway, next up today, I want to talk to you about making sure you're insuring your wealth with JM Bullion with silver and gold. You know, silver and gold have a multi-thousand year history of being used as money. There's never been a time that they've been worth nothing. Um, and they just are a great way to hedge against inflation and hold value. But it's also, as you can see on their screen right there, holiday gift shopping. Well, 
it is that time of year. And I have to tell you, when I was a little kid, um, I was given all kinds of plastic crap for Christmas. Things that I was given that I still have. I can tell you, I have a Marlin Model 25 bolt-action rifle, and I love it, and someday it will go to my grandson. And I was given that when I was 13 years old for Christmas. I have nothing else. Nothing else. The only thing that I can tell you I have is in my silver stash, I have a pretty good double handful size handful of silver quarters and dimes, mostly. There are some 50-cent pieces in it and one or two silver dollars. These were all given to me by my grandfather on my mom's side. He had a big sock, and he one day took a couple big handfuls out, put it in another old sock tied of knot, and said, hold on to this. I still have that. So if you're thinking about what to get those nieces, nephews, kiddos, etc., one of the things you can do is get them some really cool silver rounds, do what we did for my grandson, get them a little treasure chest or something to keep stuff like that in, and start teaching them about wealth. And if you need to invest yourself, which I advise you know have 5% of your net wealth in silver and or gold, then why would you buy from anybody except the company that supported the show for a decade, gives you a discount on purchases over $300, does free shipping on all orders over $200, and has better pricing than Monix, Atmex, Lear Capital, etc. With that, let's uh, let's dig on into this. This, this first story, I've got the most uh, supporting content for because we need to look at this. And we need to understand this because what, you know, I always teach the pattern, identify the freaking pattern, all right? Identify the freaking pattern and then look for the pattern. So this is a pattern that is dead obvious to anybody that looks. If you look at Europe and, uh, you know, England, Ireland, and, and basically we think of as the Western world outside of the United States over the last 30 years. We would look at something that was going on, let's say, in England or Canada and say, that's crazy. How can that possibly happen? And then 10 years ago by, and we're looking at something that's happening you know, in, in the present 10 years later and saying, look at that. How could they do that? How could that happen? But the thing that we thought was crazy 10 years prior was now happening to us. And we've been 10 to 20 years in various sectors behind all these countries in moving in the same direction of socialism and totalitarianism and expanding the power of the state. Right. So this is this is your future and we need to be prepared for this future. This is a new law on hate speech. It has not passed yet, but every indication is it's going to pass. The woman behind it, an Irish senator, just seems like a horrible human being to me. Her stated reason for needing a new hate speech law, don't get enough convictions under the old one. A little holler roast coffee today, and there may or may not be a little bourbon cream in there. Who knows? Anyway, we're not getting enough. Not enough convictions. And so the new hate speech law says that... Um, any communication is made in public with an intention or likelihood of being threatening or abusive and likely to stir up hatred against people because of their race, color, nationality, religion, ethnic, and national origin, membership in a traveler community, or their sexual orientation. But I'm going to show you something else. Um, it also says if you have a disability. Expand the protected characteristics to include gender, 
including gender identity and expression and disability. Okay, there's another one right below that that should kind of have you concerned a little bit, even if you think, you know, genocide's bad, and I do, but we'll get to that one. Okay, disability. Like I said, and if you read this whole thing and you dig into it, you will see, and you guys know me. You guys send me shit all the time, and I'm like, you're overreacting. I don't overreact to shit like this. I'm telling you, this is bad shit. I read the whole bill. I'm not going to put you through that. But I read the whole proposed bill as far as it's been amended up till this morning. I spent my morning reading this garbage so you didn't have to. I'm going to tell you that the way this is written is incredibly subjective. And again, this, this female senator from Ireland that's behind it said it had to be vague or it wouldn't work. Okay. Yeah, I trust you, honey. I trust you a bit. It's so vague that this, the following could happen. Um, Kelly S. here. Kelly S., we're, we're cool with each other, right? I, I see Kelly in my live feeds all the time. We've chatted back and forth through the show a couple of times. Let's say Kelly was on, on X, Twitter, right? And Kelly said something that I thought was stupid. And I said to Kelly, I think that's retarded. Yeah? I could be prosecuted under this law. Now, if Kelly said, oh, wait a minute, we're just screwing around with each other. Well, it doesn't matter. Did it hurt somebody? Could it be reasonably expected that maybe it would stir up violence against people who we would refer to as retarded, even though I'm not talking about anybody with a mental disability. I'm saying that was a dumbass thing. That That is about the threshold in this. And I want to play for you right now a video by a member of the Irish government with a brain and an IQ higher than 85, who is not a malicious piece of crap, explaining why this is a horrible bill. And I'll come back and we'll talk about it a little bit more. There's a time when there's increasing danger of cancel culture. There is a centralization of power. There's a very real desire among people in power, and not just in Ireland, to interfere with people's natural and legitimate freedom to express ideas even robustly. I, I was in a taxi earlier on today, and the driver said to me, you know, I was recently abused and threatened by the guy in my car. Uh, and in fact, when I went the following day to complain to the Gardaí, they said, well, did he touch you? No. Oh, well, then we can't do anything. But in fact, there are laws there to deal with that kind of threatening and abusive behavior. So if we could get the Gardaí actually applying the laws that are there, that would okay. be a good thing. But, but the government interfering and trying to put a chilling effect, and it's not on people like me. I'm a politician, so is Barry. We have privilege. We can say what we like in the Shannon, and we probably have brass necks as well. It's the ordinary person who's maybe not as skilled in debate. There's a chilling effect on them expressing their legitimate point of view, whether it's right or it's wrong. All right. I want to say a couple of things here. First, I want to I want to give the credit to the guy for admitting that when they pass laws, they create exceptions to protect themselves. That took some stones to admit that. But 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 let's talk about the real purpose of a law like this. It is designed to shut you the fuck up. That's what it's designed to do: to shut you and people like me up. To make us think before we speak and self-censor. And then to hold this looming thing over everybody. Because I'm going to tell you again, if you go read this law, which I have, it is so vaguely written. 
that I bet just about anybody out there with a social media profile, if I spent, you know, a year going through your file, I would find a couple things that could be prosecuted under this law. But it gets worse. Oh, yes, it does. Because the law goes on and say, you know, hey, if you didn't intend or there's no way you could have known or whatever, yeah, but you got to prove it. We don't have to prove that, well, you didn't distribute it. What if you just had it? What if you just had What if somebody made a meme, like Jack the Jerk Spirico made a meme, this little meme lord thing on Image Flip, and I made this meme, and it could be perceived to violate this law, and I put it on Shitter. And after I put it on Shitter, you saw it. You didn't share it. You didn't like it, but you liked it personal. So you decided, you know what? I might want to look at it again. Maybe you're writing a paper about why I'm an asshole. You don't want to use it in any way. You just want to keep it, but you don't do anything right now, so you can't prove that you were really writing an article to critique me. So you right-click, save as, and you have it on your hard drive at home. Someday, somewhere, at some point, you're over there in Ireland. You're, 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 you're pissing around. Aaron, I'm going to answer your question in, in, in real time here because I've been doing this for like four weeks now and haven't answered this. There are ads during the stream because Jack doesn't hate money. We all have to pay the bills. They're all skippable ads, and you'll see no more than one per 30 minutes. So that's why there are ads in the stream. Anyway, um, so anyway, you, you save this. But then you post something else. Now, it ends up being something you can defend yourself from. Okay? You can defend yourself from it. Like, they're actually not going to get a conviction for this thing. But as soon as one of these police officers decides to come after you for it, this pig, and you are a pig, ma'am, you are a pig, and I dare you to prosecute me in the United States, pig. This pig has already made a backdoor deal with the court system. That says they can come take all your shit. All they need is proof that you did something that might have violated this. All your data has to be stored, by the way, for a year by anybody you've used, like any social media platforms. They can, they can seize all that, too. They come to your house and say, we want your computer. And you're like, oh, screw you. Here's a computer. And you say, you say what? Okay, here's my computer. And they say, what's the password? And you say, Go screw. So they try go screw, and they realize, oh, he was making an ass out of me, right? And it didn't work. They say, now look, one more time, give us your password. And you say no. They can put you in jail for up to 12 months for refusal to give them the password. You give them the password, and you forgot that two years ago, you saved my meme making fun of somebody that it actually violates this law. At least it does today, because they decided you can be prosecuted for it. Even though what's in your home... It's supposed to be exempt from the law because if there was an intent, like, like the drug law, right? An intent to distribute. An intent to distribute. Now, like I said, we are just a little behind all these other countries. 20, 30 years in the span of even human history is pretty short. Now, I got a kid that's more than 30 years old. And you might think, well, Jack, that's just, you know, Ireland's really part of the EU and UK, and of course they're lonely. What about South Korea? You think South Korea is probably a little less, oh, I don't know, George Orwellian than, than England is anyway? Like, we don't hear about a lot of crazy shit coming out of uh, South Korea. Well, we did today. 
just so happened, like this came out today. Man jailed over poem. The offending piece of poetry was a winner in an online contest in North Korea in 2016. They just got around to prosecuting him and throwing him into jail for 14 months. Well, that seems kind of harsh for writing a poem. Doesn't it? Well, they said the reason it was so harsh is he's a repeat offender. He's written other things like this. And it basically is a call for unification of North and South Korea. Now, it, I told you Ika Mouse was going to be pissed. Y'all don't listen. You better hit like. I told you it was going to happen. Anyway, so he wrote other poems in the past, and he's been sentenced to multiple jail terms collectively 11 months in the past. So he hasn't learned his lesson, so maybe 14 months in prison for expressing his opinion and writing a poem will fix him. So he stops offending the status masters. This is a, this is all coming to us. And this is why, and I haven't been pushing it as hard lately as I probably should be. And we'll talk about it more in the final segment when we, we talk about the things you need to do to counter all this shit. One is to develop your own underground networks and have methods of payment other than their methods of payment. Okay. But you need to get on Noster. You need to get on Noster. And I'll, I'll give you a good reason that you need to get on Noster. I'm not exactly an unknown personality. I've been a very successful podcaster. I'm going to tell you that I bet you there, I bet you there are 100 to 150 people in the United States that make full-time livings as podcasters. I bet it's, and if it's a thousand, that would be, that would blow my mind if it was a that. I mean, that's all you do. You're just a pot. You're good enough. You can pay all your bills and have a career as a podcaster. There can't be that many that, that do that. So you, you think that I have a pretty good social media presence. Well, I have a pretty shitty social media presence when you compare it to like how many people listen to my podcast. It, it's, it's pretty shitty. And it is, it is absolutely attributable to shadow banning. And the way I can confidently say that today is we'll just look at Shitter, a.k.a. X, right? I have about 20,000 followers on Twitter. 20,000. You know who follows me on Twitter? Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter. Rick Perry, former governor of Texas and a former member of the presidential cabinet, follows me on Twitter. But I only have 20,000 followers. On Noster, I have 21,000 followers, and I joined Noster in March this year. So what does that make you, you – know, here's what it makes me think of. Linda Yak, who, who, who like, if you had any hope in Elon, and I had a little slim bit, as soon as he hired her, I'm like, oh, this is, this is crap. This is a WEF puppet, anti-free speech, pro-everything lockdown, plus jab, jab, stab, stab, all of it, who said freedom of speech doesn't equal freedom of reach. See, there's something about executives bureaucrats and politicians and lawyers, I guess. They think if it rhymes, it must be true, right? You know, just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's true, Linda. And so what they've done is they've not silenced me. They've limited who can see what I put up when I put it up, and they've made it hard to find. Well, it's amazing what happens when people don't do that. And this Silver Money dude, right? Silver Money dude says, you want to control the opposition. You know what, dude? Sometimes people are just fucking assholes. Sometimes people are just not good at the thing they're trying to do, 
And sometimes people are just facetious bitches. Not everybody you don't like is controlled opposition. This controlled opposition thing, this is something that we have to stop this stupid shit. I say it every once in a while, and I say it as a joke, and I have to explain it as a joke because it's so ingrained in us. Not everybody that doesn't agree with you is controlled opposition. You know how much control you can exert over a person who's a multi-billionaire? About that fucking much. If he was controlled opposition, they wouldn't have lost their minds when he bought Twitter. Because they would have known it. You notice that they, they're not losing their minds about it anymore? I mean, there's a little fraction of the special little children. Oh, see, in Ireland, that might get me thrown in prison, right? Fortunately, I don't live in Ireland, okay? But the little faction of the, but, but basically, like, this entire, like, tirade attack, because all of the tards that, like, run CNN and MSNBC and what have you, they all went, oh, that's it? The only thing that he did that actually is a win for free speech is giving Tucker Carlson a platform, but he did that for one reason. Money. Money. That's why. Because you notice he's exclusive there. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about some other things. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk now about a very bad bellwether for the economy. A very bad one. I mean, just this is not good. Layoffs and bankruptcies pile up in logistics amid shocking downturn. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the time of year that we refer to as the holidays? The holidays, right? Um, isn't this a time when people buy lots of shit and a lot of shit needs to move? Well, if you read this article, and by the way, if you're... Wanting any follow-up on these materials, right down in the video notes, if you're on the video, if you're listening to the audio, just go to the website, the survivalpodcast.com. But in the video notes, there's a link. If you go over there, everything I'm showing you, I have a source link. You can investigate it for yourself. I never make a claim without being able to back it up. Anyway, this article basically says that we're in a position right now where they're laying people off at historic levels. And the reason is because they don't have enough stuff to move severe recession in the freight market. Okay, this is, and we have some people in the audience right now that I know are truck drivers or former truck drivers, right? <laughs> I'm laughing at something you can mess. I'm just gonna let it be. I'll put it up and not say anything. <laughs> so um, they're having to lay. And it's mostly logistics, folks, the people that plan the schedules and routes and stuff like that, not so much drivers. And it probably has something to do with a lot of drivers still being paid uh, per run or by mileage and things like that, where you're not laid off, but we don't have any work for you. So you're not laid off, but we don't have any work for you right now. Yeah. Um, something to that effect. So. And William says Black Friday sales were non-existent, so Black Friday didn't bring the shops into the black like it was intended for. Yeah, but that's not true. Black Friday deals were everywhere. I've been getting bombarded with Black Friday deals for two weeks. And this is not something that just happened. This is something being reported now, so it already occurred by the time the report came out. In fact, the article I've linked to I think actually came out Prior, it came out on Black, it came out on November 17th. 
So this article came out 10 days ago. Black Friday wasn't even here yet when this article came out. Anyway, for things like this to go through, they, they don't happen instantly. They happen across time. And so what we're looking at is a slowdown in the entirety of the economy. That's what a lack of freight means. Now, we are going into a period of population decline, despite what all the alarmists say. That's completely obvious to anybody who can do math and has, like, the the tiniest inkling of ability to look at and interpret statistics. You can see the U.S. is heading into a population decline. But we didn't do it yet. There's not less people now than there were last year in the United States. This is a complete and total red light Wah, 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 flash. That this country is going to go into an incredibly deep recession very, very soon. And the question of when is very hard to answer because it depends. And I know that always seems like my get out of jail free card answer, but the reality is everything, especially something this dynamic, has a lot of things that it depend on. And the biggest thing it has to depend on right now is. The Democratic Party doesn't want to lose the White House, right? I mean, that's just no no party that holds the White House and worked so hard to get it wants to give it up. No power-hungry prick wants to give up their power. So if you're a Democrat right now, you have more power than if a Republican was in the White House. It doesn't mean that we would be better off. It just means that the one team, the one mafia family, has more power because they've got the dawn. The head Don is their Don, right? Don, oh, could it be Donald? Ah, you know what I mean, right? That different Don, right? Like like Godfather Don, right? So um, they don't want to give this up. So they will do, and they have complete control of the bureaucracy. I mean, we're not talking about, they do have the Senate. They might as well have the House as thin-spined as Republicans are. But let's just say, okay, the Republicans have the House. But what they have is they have the entirety of the bureaucracy. The president sets the direction of the bureaucracy. Once you're below a certain number of levels in the bureaucracy, you do what you're told. And that's just that's just true of any government job. You have a boss. Your boss says this is what you do. You do it. Or you get bad reviews. You don't get promoted. You don't get your raises. You might get fired. But what you'll end up with is having no impact on anything. So they've got control of the bureaucracy. And so they're going to do everything they can to artificially hold up this economy, including doing things that will make the eventual fall worse. Because they don't care about what the United States economy looks like this time next year. They care about what it looks like 11 months from now. That's it. That's the only thing they're worried about, the perception of the average person in 11 months. That's their key. So how long can they keep this duct tape, zip-tied, bailing wire-wrapped economy together? And I'm probably giving them too much credit. Every redneck knows, if you give me zip ties, bailing wire, and duct tape, and I can't keep something together, you need a welder, right? Like, I'd say you have to pick, they've used one of those methods, not all three put together. And it's how long can they keep it together? But, again, this is one of those things that the longer we go, the more abrupt and painful the collapse will be. This is the big one. Now, it's probably not all the big major cities burning to the ground. 
It's probably not like prepper porn that you've read in the past. But this is our generations, and I'm talking about all the generations alive to see it. This is all the generations' big economic catastrophe. And so if you think, well, I've already been through it. I've seen this in the dot-com bust. I remember 2008 when Jack said to get out of the market. I didn't. I got it up the butt. I remember all of that shit. And so it's just another one of those. No. In 08, 09, I said there will be a false recovery. The band will start to play. Everybody will think everything is wonderful. They'll say, we got through it. It's wonderful. And then reality will strike. This is reality. Does that mean you should head for the hills or some shit? Only if you want to live there. We can get through this. But be freaking prepared for this shit. Don't believe anything these people tell you that indicates that it's not as bad as it seems that it is. But what they will always do is make time to keep trying to sell you poison drugs. That's what they'll do. Now, I've got a commercial for you. I'm not going to say much about it. I don't think that I have to. I'm going to say I am critiquing this as a marketer. I'm not talking about the product at all. I'm talking about whatever micro-brained morons put this idea together, made this advertisement, took it to people at uh, Moderna. I think it's Moderna. It's Moderna or Pfizer. It's Moderna. Um, took it to the Moderna executives, and then they signed. They said, yo, ho, ho. I like this. That is a great idea. Again, this is one that if you are not watching the video, you should totally come to the website and get the link and watch this because as bad as it's about to sound, it is sure as heck going to look a lot worse. This is, I just want you to ask it. would you, no matter what you think about the product here, if it was your product, and your boss said, we need an advertising campaign to sell this product. And you went to a marketing firm and they pitched you what I'm about to show you. Would you have said yes? Please comment on that for me as you watch this if you're in the live stream. When it comes to your health, you do you. You ping and pong that body. You plunge that body. You green that body. You brain power that body. You practice and practice that body. You make it rain that body. You flu shot that body, and now you spike vax that body. Because even though the pandemic is over, COVID-19 isn't. Spike vax by Moderna is a vaccine to help protect you against COVID-19. Okay, this is the part where they're going to give you the, the warnings. I'm not saying that they are. You shouldn't get spike backs if you had an allergic reaction to spike backs or its ingredients. Rare cases of inflammation of the heart, muscle, and outer lining have been reported. The most common side effects are injection site pain, redness and swelling, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, and fever. Make vaccination against COVID-19 a part of your health routine. Spike backs that body with Spike Backs by Moderna. Is that not cringe? Is that not, like, again, I'm not saying nothing about the product today. That's up to you. Would you ever, would you ever, under any circumstances,
circumstances, if you had a vote in a company, airing, I don't care if a product was different. And if you, you know, if you only heard the audio folks, the ones on the audio, oh my God, you got to see it because it's, I'd say eight out of 10 of the people shown in the video are like senior citizens and, and they do not look great. And that chick with the refrigerator, does anybody eat that many radishes? I mean, the whole thing is just weird. It's bizarre. It's like there must be a marketing firm on Madison Avenue called Gen Z Marketing. That's that's all I can say. That's all I can say is there must be a Gen Z Marketing LLC or something like that. Now, now, because I don't want to say too much because I'd like to be able to podcast for the rest of the week with live streams on YouTube. Let's move on. Let's talk about the current uh, dementia patient in the White House, uh, Joe Biden, and uh, his uh, partner in, in all things, I guess, Kamala Harris. What I'm about to show you is in the Biden-Harris war room. This is the official X account for the Biden-Harris campaign. They put together, I'm not making this up, this is real, Again, this is cringe. There's a lot of cringe going on. And I think this is a sign of a sick society. When cringe begins to become acceptable and normal, and only like 30, 40% of the people go, Ugh, and the rest of you are like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, even the people that don't agree, but they're just like, oh, it is what it is. Like, and they're not bothered by it at all. You know that your, your societal level of, of, of morality has gone to shit. Fortunately, the ratio here, like I said, is pretty good. They basically made these little flashcards so you can print them out, right? It's a thread. It's a very long thread. This is clearly very important to the Biden-Harris campaign. And for those who can't see it, the first little card, this is just this is your cover card. You put on the top of your little, you can laminate them, put a little ring on them so you can flip through them at Thanksgiving when you're arguing with Grandma. Your handy guard... Your handy guide for responding to crazy MAGA nonsense this Thanksgiving. Your handy guide for responding to crazy MAGA nonsense this Thanksgiving. Crazy MAGA nonsense. Now, I, I, I picked something up in the ratio here. Look in the comments. And you guys know I'm not a big Trump supporter at all. But I've never had a problem with the concept of MAGA because I know what, the, what it actually means. You notice they only call it MAGA? They never say what it means, make America great again. Boom. Because there's two takes that the left has had on this. Well, America's already great. That's you know, a small portion of them. America was never really that great. Either way, don't you think it's like a, a positive sentiment? And isn't Build Back Better basically make America great again? Think about the meaning of the words in it. So they basically have the same thing, but they just call it MAGA. Here's an example. The economy was better during Trump. Bullet point one. Look at your grandma right in the eye who just made you a turkey, worked her ass off, might be her last year of life. And it may very well be the last year she can make turkey for you. And go, grandma, wrong. That's what it says. The first bullet point is just wrong. No explanation, no nothing. Bullet point two. Trump had the worst job record of any president since the Great Depression. Well, isn't that a coincidence? Because we had a national shutdown due to a scandemic that Trump did not have the balls to stand up to. But that's not what the left's problem is. They wanted him locked down harder. 
Biden right now is claiming all these new, most new jobs of any president ever because all those people went back to the same jobs they already had. There's not new jobs. So if you keep reading this, listen to this. Inflation is the lowest it's been in two years. Well, two years ago, the person that made it higher than it's ever been was Joe Biden. And it's not lower because inflation is cumulative. And you can keep going and picking these apart. <laughs> Listen to this one. Trump is going to protect our Social Security and Medicaid. You know, you're supposed to look at your grandma and say, look at grandma and her crazy blue-haired MAGA nonsense and say, are you kidding me, grandma? This is real. This looks like something Babylon B will do. Then it says Trump tried to cut Social Security and Medicare every single year he was in office. Trump never tried to cut Medicare. Trump never tried to cut Social Security. These are just plain not true. And then while he did that, he cut taxes for his super rich friends. I got a great fucking tax cut during the Trump administration. I'm pretty sure I don't qualify as Trump's super rich friend. This is just bullshit. And then here's your life. You turn to your grandma, you turn to your uncle who served this country in World War II or Korea or some shit, and you say... Trump cares about himself and would rather poor people and seniors suffer so rich people can prosper. Even if you believe that, and you have Trump derangement syndrome if you do, but even if you believe that, if you're part of a presidential fucking campaign, you don't put it on a flashcard for people to take the fucking Thanksgiving to talk to their parents, their grandparents, their uncles, their cousins, etc., that they maybe see once a year. You have to be a sick, depraved piece of garbage to put this out. And again, I'm thinking this came from Gen Z Marketing LLC on Manhattan Avenue or something like that. There's a whole bunch of them. You can read them if you want to. Uh, I put this on worst ratio ever, of course, worst POTUS ever. So what else would you expect to see? And if you just start reading here, I love this one. I, I bet this, I bet this would get me thrown in jail in Ireland under the new law. It's two very famous meme chicks, meme chicks. I, say, I said meme, maybe it's a Floridian, Floridian slip. But uh, it's the one with the glasses that has like the like completely blown out look on her face that's been in a million memes. And the other chick, the one that sat down and screamed when Trump swore into office, those two, and they're laying back to back in bed together. And the one with the, the little glasses one, the non-fat one, I'm going, I'm going totally to Irish jail now, says, stop talking about Trump. And the other one, the one that screamed, said, I can't. Like, And the, it's, it is not useful to you, but humor is good for the soul. And there's a lot of really great humor in these comments. And I'm looking for a positive comment just to kind of give you a feel for this. A threat of Biden lighting, Biden legacy. I like this one. Yeah. The face you make when you murder teachers, artists, blacks, and homosexuals, but the left still longs for your revolution, right? We all know who that is. You have to come look at the video if you want to see it. If you're right. This person, Molly Plufkins, TM, has a book called The Trump Indictments. That's what you should do. I love that one, too. Um, but there's not a whole lot of support here. I, I, it's so cringe. More propaganda designed to divide. This is so sad and desperate to see. The whole post is just gross and almost entirely false. Somebody did this to Elizabeth Warren? I bet this. 
This is all the way solitary confinement Irish jail, if you do this in Ireland, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you have to look it up if you want to see it. I'm sure that will get you thrown in jail in Ireland today. Um, I can't really find it. There was one that hurt. There was one here that was like Alyssa something hates GOP or something. It was like the only one I could find. This is a parody account, right? Can't tell anywhere. No, this isn't. I checked into it. This is an official account for the Biden Harris campaign. You have to be a low life to do this. Again, I don't care what they call each other. I don't care what they say about each other. But what kind of total piece of shit makes flashcards to incite arguments at Thanksgiving? Just so flip-flipping sick. It's just sick. But there's good news. Bloomberg, yeah, Bloomberg, who's just a total trusted source, tells us, don't worry, inflation won't be that bad. It will start to come down anytime soon. Just as soon as those old rich boomers, who are the people that own and control Bloomberg, by the way, fucking die. Like when your grandparents die, maybe it ain't till I die, right? When, when, when people my age are killing over, it all it all go down. Because Japan's aging population offers a roadmap for the economy's inflation battle. If you read this article, it's actually accurate, which is unusual for Bloomberg. It's just that it doesn't, it's not actually written from a standpoint of like, Hey, let's talk about what this really means. The whole point is that as, as you go into a population decline, the cost of services and goods will tend to decline because there's less demand. There's a few problems with this theory. One is, and COVID should have taught us this, having money does not equal having stuff. I know it seems like it does. I mean, look at all the shit the billionaires have in them. But having money doesn't mean having stuff when the stuff that you want to buy with the money doesn't exist. It, stuff has to be manufactured. It has to be made. It has to be shipped. Somebody has to get in a truck and drive it somewhere. Like There has to be fuel. There has to be a functioning infrastructure. Like All this stuff has to work. And infrastructure, we're talking about roads and bridges that the government's so proud of, even though they completely suck at building them, um, they have to be maintained. Or they fall apart and shit doesn't work. It's like, you know, idiocracy got a lot right. And so as a population begins to go in decline, you have less people who are skilled in total because the total number of people who will be skilled enough to be an engineer or a mathematician or just really motivated to build like a construction company is pretty much a fixed percentage. It's pretty much a fixed percentage. The more people you have, if 1% are going to be geniuses, the more geniuses you have. If, you know, 5% are super motivated entrepreneurial types, then the more super motivated entrepreneurs you have. If, you know, 4 or 5% are going to be the number that will go on into careers in engineering or other core STEM things that we need to run our society today, then you have more if you have a 100 million population than if you have a 10 million and you have way more if you have a 300 million or a billion like China and India. A billion plus, like almost 2 billion now both of those countries. This is why do you think we have divisions in high school football? You have 3A, 4A, 5A. Because if a school has a graduating senior class of 1,200 kids, 
when they're fielding that football team, that varsity football team, they're going to have, I mean, there's always exceptions, but 99% of the time they're going to have a better team than a school that has 200 graduating. And it's going to be like a double-A team or something like that. Why? Because they have a greater number of people to draw from, so by percentage of aggregate talent, they get more. Okay, when your population goes into decline, that goes into reverse. So is everything running wonderfully right now? Is all of our bridges looking great? Our roads free of potholes, right? Like, do does all the stuff that we make in the United States actually work? Have we learned anything from COVID about being so dependent on foreign powers like China for even the stuff we make, the raw materials to like even make our own medication? And do you think a declining population makes any of that shit better? Do you really? Because I don't think it makes it any better. I think it makes it worse. I think we need freaking people. I think the whole we are overpopulated concept is a myth. Now, we do terrible environmental damage to our planet on a daily basis. But it's really not us. It's them and the systems they've put in place to control us. I know they say you need to be worried about the air you exhale. But maybe you should be worried about, like, all of the pollutants that we're dumping into our oceans. Here's an example for you. The global warming hysterical crowd has made a great deal of uh, shouting and gnashing of teeth. And we have to be right because look at all our coral reef systems. They're all in decline. You could say the truth and a lie in the same sentence. Yes, causation does not equal correlation, right? Correlation does not equal causation. Because there's a very interesting correlation that seems like it might just be the real problem. Go look up all the coral reefs in decline, and you'll find something out about coral reefs. They're never, like, in the middle of the ocean all by themselves. They're always, like, on continental shelves near islands and continents in relatively shallow water, these active, thriving reefs. Do you know what else is always relatively close to them? River deltas. So go look at this correlation. Go look at all the reefs that decline and look at all the river deltas that have dead zones. Guess what? You're going to freaking find because I did it. I said I did some work over the vacation. You're going to find that for every reef that's in severe decline, there's a river delta with a dead zone not that far away dumping toxic shit into the ocean that's eventually getting to where the reef is. And you'll find this everywhere from Florida to Australia to Gulf of Mexico. Always. Always. So we have all kinds of problems. That does not mean we're overpopulated. Take a drive across the United States sometime, especially if you get on state highways. And look at how much space there is with nobody and nothing. We're not overpopulated. We probably do need to be conscious about how many people are on the planet. But right now, we are nowhere near a problem. Resources can be renewable. Resources can be regenerative. We need to live differently. But we don't need less people to make that happen. In fact, we need more people, more visionaries to make that happen. But like I told you last week before I went away, the entire goal of the global elite is a reduction of population. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why. The other thing about large populations is that they're a lot more complex to control. 
how many slaves can a slave owner have? Uh oh, I'm going to Irish jail again. How many slaves can a slave owner have before he starts to look at his slaves and go, If they only figured out how many of there are of them versus how many there are of me, then what would happen? And we know what would happen. You ever heard the term maroon? Probably doesn't mean what you think it means. You should totally get the book, and I would go audio on this one, 1493, which is the world after Columbus, and look at how many places... Like slave colonies went ape shit and ended up winning their independence because they like just killed all the people that were holding the slaves. Because contrary to what they teach you in woke college, woke college, that's a thing, isn't it? Right. Woke college. um, The United States was not the only place through with slavery, specifically in the Americas. It was rampant throughout the Caribbean and South America. And no, it wasn't the British or our ancestors that did that shit there. It was primarily the Portuguese, the Spanish, and the Dutch who did that shit. And, man, there were so many places where, like, these, these groups of slaves not only, like, killed all the people that were holding them captive, they, like, literally created their own society. And in some cases, in the jungles of, like, Panama and Colombia and Suriname, etc., like, they were literally living, like, 10 miles away from where everybody still had slaves and still had the remnants of their colony. And they didn't even know they were there because the jungle was so thick. Like, if you haven't read 1491 and 1493, you actually do not have historical perspective at all. Uh, Maybe you do. Maybe there's some other collection of books. But the, the amount of things that unraveled for me in those two books, holy crap. And by the way, I think 1491 is free to listen to on Spotify, the whole book. Because I told my uh, my nephew, who's slowly coming out of a woke slumber, uh, he's actually working for the uh, Nebraska AG now. He's an assistant attorney general, like his second thing coming out of law school. Pretty proud of him. And uh, he's in the environmental side, too. And they're dealing with things like, you know, Hornady blew a bunch of shit up because I think somebody wanted to smoke in a primer factory or something like that. And. There's like an argument between Colorado and Nebraska on water rights and stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff he's doing. He's not prosecuting people for, you know, using the wrong pronouns or something. Um, But I told him about it. He was like five seconds later. He's like, oh, it's on Spotify for free. So you can listen to that. And you'll learn something in 1493. And I've said this before on the air. But if you don't know the impact that mosquitoes and rubber had on the Americas, you don't know jack shit about the history of the Americas from 1493 forward. You don't know anything. You know nothing. You know less than nothing. Because everything you think you know, there's something behind it that you don't know that changes the interpretation. It's pretty badass. Anyway, moving on. What do we need now? Well, we don't need to have our population drop, but that is the plan. But don't worry. Because we have another tool to fight inflation with. Interest rates. That's what our people are doing. They're not calling the population. Not actively anyway. Just policies that result in declining population, like people feeling like they can't afford to live. That will tend to make people have less kids. I can't afford to live. I'll never own a house. That couple, assuming they actually become a couple, uh, are probably not having kids. 
I had my dick cut off. Probably not going to have kids. Totally going to Irish jail for that one. Yeah. Um, I had myself, my, my vagina converted into a pseudo penis. Probably not having any kids. So there's all these policies, right? In 10 years, if you believe in 10 years, the oceans will rise and kill us all. You're probably not going to bring kids into the world. So there are all these policies, statements, et cetera, that are designed to reduce population. And that's what I believe they're here to do. And I think you should go out and make more babies. That's what I think your response, everything they want, you should do the opposite, unless it's obviously stupid. If they tell you to look both ways before you cross the street, you should do that. You shouldn't out of spite, like, no way. You're like the uh, coyote getting hit by a truck, right? Um, but, yeah, um, they're using interest rates. That's pretty benign. That's pretty harmless. Sure, like a whole generation that thought they were ready for their first home can't buy one now. But right, we'll just do this for a time. It'll be okay. Just relax. Stop having all these crazy conspiracy theories. What, what could go wrong? Well, when raising interest rates doesn't work and you still have inflation and your solution is to raise interest rates, what do you do? Well, you know, a little is good. More must be better. You keep raising them. So in Turkey right now, interest rates in an attempt to rein in inflation, which is 60 percent, is uh, at 40 percent to tame runaway inflation. If we just make it a completely. In See, now, here's my thing. Do you know who's borrowing money at 40 percent interest? Nobody. There is a point if you make the cost of money high enough. Almost nobody will, will use credit, and anybody who does use credit will quickly destroy their ability to procure more credit. When you're paying, you, you cannot afford to hold money or borrow money at 40%, I'm sorry, 60% inflation. It's not doable. It's not possible. You can't do it long term with a 20% inflation rate, 20% per annual. Everybody's talking about uh, hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is not even this. Turkey is not having hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is a term that economists use that has a very specific definition, and it's worse than this. But crippling inflation, it's not a defined term, to me is something that destroys the capacity of a nation to have a functioning economy and business. And that's about 20%. And if you raise interest rates high enough, you create a cash economy, and it doesn't make inflation go away. What it actually does is it shit cans manufacturing, it shit cans business, it shit cans importation, and it destroys the value of the underlying currency, which is the problem in the first place. You can't just keep making money. You know what? If 40% will work, and what you want to do is tame inflation and then go back to normal, why not just make it 100%? You borrow a dollar, you pay back to them. What? what? You know, the same thing with taxes. If raising taxes will fix the problem, just make taxes 100%. We'll have everything. Well, that's stupid. Yes, yeah, so is this. Right? Well, what about you know these things like when they talk about doing uh, you know minimum income, like just give everybody money, and they've come up with numbers like $2,200 a month. Give every American citizen $2,200 a month. The first thing... The crybabies, the young millennials and the Gen Z have said, I've seen this on social media, that's not enough to live on. It's free money, adult. But, you know, maybe they have a point. Like, if we could fix all the problems by giving everybody $2,200 a month, why don't we give them ten grand? 
That's 120 grand a year. Anybody can live on that. The minute you did it, you wouldn't be able to. This is how this works. This is basic economic principles. And this is your, this is your indicator. They don't understand anything. They don't get it. They don't, they are in denial of economic reality. Economics in a lot of ways is like an ecosystem into itself. And if you go into an ecosystem and you kill one creature, you eliminate one creature that seems very insignificant, the whole ecosystem destabilizes. And you find out that little thing that lived in the soil was the thing that was providing selenium to the forest, and you created a nutritional deficiency, not just for humans, but for the entire ecosystem, and everything dies or goes into severe decline before it can recover. This is a cool thing. I don't know if it's cool. It's an interesting thing. You know, they talk about the 6X, the 6 Great Extinction, or 5X. I don't know what it is. They say there's been, I think, four, four extinctions, and the 5X is the one we're about to cause because we exhale poison because of a gas that is 0.4% of the entire atmosphere. That's going to cause the 5X. But when you go back and you look at the four mass extinctions in history, and we say it was a meteor that caused the more recent one with the dinosaurs, like, what, 60 million, 55 million years ago or whatever. Maybe. But even that one has something interesting, and it may have been the cause that caused the effect. But the other three will have a good explanation for this. The selenium levels in the ocean declined, and it preceded the extinction. So selenium might be important. Well, so is money. And economics has economic laws because we are an ecosystem of humans. And humans behave in certain ways in response to economic pressures. And no matter what laws you have or what policies you have, we're going to do the same shit. When money's tight, we're going to spend less. When money's free and available, we'll spend more. When credit's cheap, we'll borrow more. When credit's expensive, we'll spend less. And that basic premise is why they think just by raising interest rates and getting people laid off and ruining people's fucking lives and slowing down the economy, you can fix the problem. But when you've devalued the underlying backing of your currency for 50 years, which we have, I really encourage you to look up a website called What the Fuck Happened in 1972. And see where every everything literally went to shit when we went left the last vestiges of the gold standard. And you completely destroy the value of the money underneath. You reach a terminal point where it doesn't matter what you do. You can change the speed and the velocity and the trajectory a bit, but the plane is going down. The plane is going down. And the solution is you build a new fucking plane. Instead, we're talking about what angle and how fast the throttle goes while the plane's crashing. Unlike a scenario where a plane's crashing, we actually have a lot of ability to build a new system. We just have no will to do so. And we won't until the elite figure out what new system works for them and they fuck us as they move to it. Because that, that is what will happen, a rebasement of the currency. And we'll be proceeded by a collapse of the currency. And I've only been saying that since 2008. All right. Now, let's talk about what do we do? Number one, build additional income streams. 
If there's something you could be doing to earn more money and build more wealth in your life, you need to be doing that yesterday. You do not have time to keep thinking about this and saying, well, one day I'm going to. One day becomes never really, really quick. I keep saying this in so many different aspects. You know, one is as parents to, to value the time you have with your kids right now, et cetera. Um, the opportunities you have as a young person while your back is still strong, et cetera. But it's also a standpoint of just fulfilling your dreams. The days are long, but the years are short. And every time another gray care comes in, you realize it. Anybody out there in you know my age bracket, good old Gen X or older, you ever have a dream? Like a dream that you're aware you're dreaming? And in that dream, you're in high school or you're in your 30s or your 20s or something. You're at some point in your past. And as you're going through that dream, you wake up and you have that moment where you have full recall of the dream and you're still sort of in the dream world, but you're also aware that you're awake. And it takes you a minute to realize, wait a minute, I'm fucking 51. And you actually feel the cumulative loss in one moment because you were just there and now you're here where you didn't feel it as you aged as much because it took time across the gap. It's kind of like one of those sci-fi movies where they freeze a guy and he wakes up in the future and 50 years passed and he missed it. At least in those movies, it's usually that the, uh, the guy wakes up and he was like 30 when he went to sleep and he wakes up and he's still 30. He has his whole life ahead of him. It's more like that one Mel Gibson was in. It was like a chick flick or something where he was part of some experiment like in the 30s or some shit. And he wakes up and he finds this woman who he was in love with, but she's an old lady now. And they try to put a good spin on it, but it turns out the hibernation couldn't actually stop the aging. And toward the end of the movie, like his aging accelerates really, really fast and he's old as shit. And, of course, they put a positive spin because now they can be together. Except, you know, there's a point where he goes, wait a minute. So I lost 50 years of my life. Days are short. Years are long. And Forever Young, that is the movie, Forever Young. Pretty good movie for a chick flick. Produce food. One thing you can rely on is you will need to eat at least once a day. Pretty much the rest of your life, barring some fasting, right? And most people are going to eat two to three times a day. And food will continue to cost more money. And food will continue to cost more of your life force if you continue to buy it at full price without thinking about it. And without producing any or procuring it and reducing the cost of food while buying a better quality food. And here's what I mean by that. The inflation rate exceeds the rate of the increase in wages. It has since when? Pretty much 1972. There's been some crossover inversions, but overall, the defining trend since 1972 is wages have not kept pace with inflation, which means the food goes up faster than your earnings power goes up. And that means you have to put more hours into every pound of food. When you start thinking about that way, you start seeing the value of doing things like growing your own food, buying local from people, 
giving them a higher profit but a lower cost to yourself, things like that. Uh, whether it's a small flock of birds laying eggs for you, whether it's a garden, what have you, it's all better when you reduce the cost of it. And things like I've talked about, I did a couple shows this year on like buying large, full subprimals of beef and doing your own meat cutting. It's so easy. It's so easy. Uh, I recently got a meat slicer. I'm going to tell you, it's. I think it's on sale right now. You can find it on my website, maybe a company called Vivor. Um, I made some roast beef for Thanksgiving. Not a roast beef to put on the table next to the turkey. Like, we had a whole family come over after dinner. And so my son, my daughter-in-law, and my grandkids were here for Thanksgiving dinner. And then, like, 5.30, like, my brother-in-law, my nephew, and my uh, niece-in-law, and their kids and all, everybody came over. We had, you know, 30 people here. And so I we put out a bunch of, like, finger foods. So I got... I have round for $3.85 a pound, got a whole eye of round, trimmed it up a little bit, put herb, like an herb, herb and salt pepper rub on it, threw it in the oven at 400 degrees with a thermometer in it, let it get up to 130 degrees, turn the oven off, threw it in a, a cryovac bag, cryovac, and left in the refrigerator for two days. That's all I did. I took it out and put it on that meat slicer. We ended up with a gallon bag stuffed of thin sliced roast beef. And every person that ate it said it tasted better than any roast beef they've ever bought in a store. And roast beef at the deli at Albertsons this week when I went there was $16.99 a pound, and I paid four. Mine was better, and I paid four. I invested in a tool to reduce my long-term cost of food. Take that pattern. I always talk about pattern recognition. Take that pattern and apply it everywhere that you can in your life to get better quality for less money. That's what I'm telling you to do. You need to start personally educating your children because the quality of education is going to hell in a handbasket. Right now, the fastest growing form of education in the country is homeschool. It went up as high as like 61% during the shutdowns and all. It's still at 50. 50% growth in the last three years in homeschooling. Well, there ain't no schools shut down. If you want your kid in public school right now, your kid's in public school. We're still at a 50% growth rate. And if you take out all the kids that went back to school and you look at people still pulling their kids from school, it's still growing. And there's a reason. One thing COVID did, the shutdowns I'm talking about here, it showed parents what was going on in the schools. And it turned out for a lot of parents, once they knew, they would not accept it anymore. And they said, I'm going to do what I can do. And I will tell you, the number would be higher, except in some states, it's a lot bigger of a pain in the ass to do. There's a lot more compliance issues and things like that. If every state was, I think Michigan's pretty good. Uh, uh, Texas is really great. There's like 12 states that the establishment really hates because you don't even have to talk to the state about it. Like when my kids, my son and my daughter-in-law pulled our grandson out so we could homeschool him, they had to basically notify the school in writing, we're doing this. Not can we do this, 
not here's our plan. Like we're withdrawing our kid from the public school system. We intend to homeschool. Goodbye, piss off. My granddaughter, though, who has never been inside a public school, we didn't have to do anything. And that's by law. We're not like riding under the radar or anything like that. We're not required to tell them that she exists and should be in their school. They don't get to even know. That's why they say that the number of homeschool kids in America right now is somewhere between 2.5 and 3.7 million. That's a little better than error there. They don't know. They don't need to know. But I know you're thinking, Jack, I can't do it. That's fine. Then you need to educate your children when they're home with you. You need to take an active role in the education of your children, the core concepts like reading, writing, math, right, that logic need to like learn the trivium if you were never taught it and adapt that into you educating them. But they need to be educated beyond that. How does a power tool work? How does a ruler work? How to cook? We have a generation of kids that can't do anything. When I say kids, I'm talking 20 year olds. They can't do anything. The reason a 20 year old, 21 year old moron with a nose ring and three colors in their hair, who's obese and has never held a job in their life, is going to college on their parents' money, learning to hate their parents, goes to Starbucks and pays $5.50 for a piece of avocado toast that you could literally make for 15 cents. They don't know how to make toast and avocado mash and put them together. That's why. Because even that moron, if they knew what to do, probably more often than not would do it. Probably no more often than not would do it. And so you can't blame them. You can't blame them. We were supposed to teach them. And if you didn't learn, then you need to learn so you can teach them. And here's a cool thing. You can learn together. Cooking, easy. Pick something you know the kid will be at least a little bit interested in. Learn how to make it and fucking make it with them. And when I say learn how to make it, get a recipe and the procedures and make it. There's a lot of things you can make that are really simple, but they give a lot of technique. You're going to make a soup. You go down with a mirepoix. What's a mirepoix? Look that shit up. But it's celery, carrots, and onions in equal amounts. Finely diced. Put it down in the pan. That's your base for everything, just about everything that's in that world. You do an occasion thing. You go with the Trinity. You know, that's where you bring in the bell pepper and get rid of the carrot. And there's sofritos and stuff like that. But for a basic soup, just a mirror Cook that down. Then you deglaze. Right? But before you did that, hopefully you, you, you put some brown, some color on your meat. You pull that out of the way before you put the vegetables down. So now you've learned a sear. And you've learned how to make a mirepoix and how to do a saute and how to deglaze. And you haven't even really started yet. And then I'm not going to give you a class on how to make soup. I'm just explaining that like a lot of these really simple things, when you make them from scratch, they actually are incredibly good learning tools. And if you don't teach them, they're not going to learn. I actually learned how to use power tools and how to cook in school. I went to school in the 80s. Your kids aren't going to learn that today. You have to teach them. You have to teach them. This is why there's massive YouTube channels. The only thing they do is teach people how to cook cheap. That's all they do. And they have millions of subscribers. Why? Because there's a demand for it. Because they don't know. Don't let that happen to your kids. Self-educate. Um, 
you need to form underground networks. You need to form underground networks, and I, I mean it. Like, you need to know lots of people that you can count on, that you can trade and exchange goods and information with, that you can rely on, and they know they can rely on you. And I, I really recommend you guys get on Nostr, N-O-S-T-R. If you go to my website, type that in, you'll find information on what to do and how to do it. Um, I think Nostr.how is a site that tells you everything about how to get set up on it. It's not hard. It's just different. Once you do it, it's easy. Then you have a new network. You have something that's uncensorable. You can use any name you want, including user 137 or whatever. Yeah? So you don't go to Irish jail, which I'm told, I, I bet you Ireland has like uh, Interpol release for my abduction now or some shit just from today. Um, so you can avoid that. But you also have an integrated payment network. And a lot of people on Noster are very wealthy people. I'm just saying. And your access to some people that you will never get access to on other social networks is pretty extreme. It's pretty amazing, the discussions that you can have with people on Noster, the ones that are there anyway. And, yes, your favorite politician is probably not on Noster. Your favorite sports athlete that plays sports ball is probably not on Noster. They're no good to you anyway. You can use the other networks to see what they're saying, whatever bullshit that they're their little clan made up for them and put out. They didn't, don't even know it happened. But if you want actual in, you know, interaction with people who think in a liberty mindset, Nostr is the place. And again, I got on Twitter in 2009, and I have 20,000 followers. I got on Nostr in March, and I have 21,500 followers. If you don't want your reach limited, not just your speech not limited, it's where you need to be. And, again, the integrated payment network is huge. Even though right now it's pretty much just being used to send little tips, the nickel, a couple pennies back and forth, it's there, it works, and it's unstoppable. Next up, you need to increase your home security, your operational security, your situational awareness, et cetera. Recognize the pattern. You are in a society in decline, and societies in decline always become more violent and more dangerous. And I don't care where you live. If your danger factor was a one, now it's a three. And it might be low, but you can go a microsecond without security when you need it. And so just make sure that you're thinking about this. If you do not have Whatever paperwork you need to have to be able to legally carry a gun without going to prison for it, you should get that. You live in America. It's one of the freedoms we have. The rest of the world doesn't, largely anyway. You should. I don't want to get a permit. Whatever. Okay, I don't want to go to prison. Right? You can carry in Texas now. You don't even need a permit. You can carry open or concealed without a permit. There are some things a permit enables for you. Concealed handgun license is what we call it here, not a permit. Um, but like one of the big things is if you ever leave your state, there's a lot of states that they don't have this whole, hey, carry whatever you want, wherever you want thing, constitutional carry, if you want to call it that. Um, but they have reciprocity. So this is something like the day you wish you had your gun might be the last day you ever wish you had anything. I'll just put it to you that way. But it's, it's way beyond that. The number one thing is head on a swivel, pay attention. Pay attention. Like I said, every time you go somewhere, when you drive down a road, you've been down a hundred times. What is different than the last time you drove down it? That alone will change everything. 
you know, I know that next door is a lot of Karens and blue hairs bitching about shit and people lost dogs. But it is a great idea to be part of the next door as a website, kind of like Facebook for your neighborhoods around you. Be on there just to know what's going on. Police scanners or a scanner app, things like that. Just know what's going on. We are so concerned. What's going on in Ukraine? What's going on in Israel? How about what's going on three houses away from you where a dude just got shot in the head? You might want to know that. That did not just happen here in case anybody's like, did somebody just get enough? But we've had some shit go down that, you know, it has my awareness heightened. But at least I know. Imagine not knowing. So make sure you're, again, forming those underground networks. Increase your security, your OPSEC, your situational awareness. Um, kind of already said this with the Nostra piece, but have a means of doing business other than a bank account or a credit card. One of the main places that they can put the squeeze on us is with shutting down bank accounts and things like that. And this has happened, and it's happened a lot more in like the UK and Europe, et cetera, than it has in the United States. But what did I tell you? Look there, and we're just here, and we're just, you know, we're following them. That's all that it is. It's not so much we're catching up. They're continuing in the same direction, and we're following that direction. And in general, most of the crazy stupidity, we're about 20 years behind them. I'd say in some places we've begun to actually gain. We've begun to actually gain in some ways on them, which is really frightening. Oh, so obviously Bitcoin would be my number one suggestion for that, you know, but have something whether it's just a good stockpile of cash or whatever. But I, I really believe that they want to get rid of cash. They want to get rid of cash. The only reason I, I think it hasn't happened yet, for all the top about Bitcoin being used by organized crime, which is nothing but Elizabeth Warren's slur speech, right? Um, by the way, on this Irish law, if somebody says something horrible about, about you know preppers, do they go to Irish prison? No, probably not, right? You're allowed to hate preppers. You're allowed to hate conservatives. You're allowed to hate libertarians. You're allowed to hate, you know, people that question anything that the government says, but you're not allowed to hate all the people that follow along. But uh, you've you, you got to have an option because they will squeeze us. They will squeeze us. And our nieces get physical gold and silver. I've recommended that forever. But honestly, that's more of a wealth insurance program. There is not a lot of business that happens in silver. Or gold. Try to spend it and see. What you'll end up doing is going to the pawn shop, selling it, using the money to buy something. That's not a terrible thing. But, yeah, they have a war on cash. For all this attack on Bitcoin, the number one thing used by organized crime as money is the U.S. $100 bill. It is the global currency. The global currency of organized crime, all the child trafficking shit, all the drugs, all of it, the $100 bill around the world. Do you know that 80% of the value of U.S. money, about 80% of it's in hundreds? How many hundreds do you see on a daily basis? You go to Walmart, look person in front of you is paying cash. How many times do you see them whip out a wad of hundreds and start laying them down? Now, the way inflation's going... That might change, right? But my point is that 80% of the money you see, 80% of the money you see is not hundreds, but 80% of the money that is, is hundreds. 
That's because it's mostly not here. It's all over the world. TN Permaculture says, the Amish will not take my silver. I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on from there, improve your personal health. Improve your personal health. This is something I try not to soapbox too hard on because five years ago, if you go look at a picture of me from five years ago and back, I wasn't in great shape. I would lose weight and gain it back and lose weight and gain it back and lose weight and gain it back. And I was not taking care of myself the way that I should. And as bad as that was when I started the show, when the show became a success and I could have a drink anytime I wanted, I could have something to eat anytime I wanted. We could go out and buy anything we wanted. Like it got worse. It got worse because I came from a very poor background. I really did. And in my life, as a kid growing up, like whenever there was like a celebration or something, we ate and we drank, right? And that was like one of the big things that was nice to have. And you didn't always have nice stuff to eat or nice stuff to drink or whatever. So it became a thing for me. And I, I let it get away from me. You know, and I changed my life. So I don't want to go out and beat somebody up. Just like I don't beat people up who have not become anarchists yet. When I started this show... I was a libertarian, and I was almost still an LP, like Libertarian Party Libertarian. I had really crossed the bridge to, like, small L Libertarian. But I still had some hope in voting and shit like that. And eventually I get to a point where I'm like, this is all bullshit. Government's a scam. Government's a lie. It's, it's false authority. It's not real. It's assigning certain people certain powers that they have no right to have because you can't vote to assign your rights to someone else when you don't have the rights in the first place. I'm not going to like beat up the person who is a small government person. I might point out where their logic is flawed, but I'm not going to be an asshole to them. Well, I'm not going to do the same thing to somebody who's fat, overweight, and sickly because I used to be. But I can tell you when you fix it, and only when you fix it, well, you know how bad it was. You don't know how miserable you are. You don't know how many of those little aches and pains are just inflammation in your body that doesn't belong there. And this is another way they control us. Healthcare, the cost of healthcare, cost of drugs, access to healthcare, et cetera. The more healthy you are, the less you need them and their bullshit. Because you need to understand why they passed a law that said you had to have health insurance to make you spend the money. Not so you'd be healthy. I, I, I'm telling you, like I've always said, if I have a yield sign on my spleen, I want somebody to take me to a surgeon. They can do amazing things. There's certain cancers that do have surgical approaches that are really proven to be effective. But if I have a chronic problem, I don't want anything to do with modern medicine. All they're going to do is medicate it to make me comfortable in my misery so that I can stay on drugs for the rest of my life. Improve your health. Follow Dr. Ken, follow Sean Baker. You know, if you're not going to take the approach we have, find something and become healthier. Um, American Legend says, I plan on starting body weight exercises again, and I want to simplify my finances. Your body weight is there right now, dude. Instead of planning on starting, start today. Go do something today, or I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you unless you do something today. Go do something today. Go do something right now. 
Come back on the on the live feed here like 10 minutes from now and just go, I just did 20 push-ups or something. Just do something. You don't plan to do exercise. You exercise. Just saying. Anyway, moving on. Um, just remember this about all the stuff we talked about today and when we do these blood and gut shows. This is the way of things. This cycle has repeated throughout history. It, it, it's, it's a cycle. We're just the receivers right now of the power stroke. All right. And I know, I know the power stroke actually goes down, but this power stroke kind of goes up. If you get my opinion or what I'm trying, if you're picking up when I'm laying down. It's the upward power stroke that we're, we just happen to be in that part of the cycle. We just happen to be in that part of the cycle. Love that. Love that. American legend said, I'll take that challenge. You've been waiting to get a mat, but okay. I'll take that challenge. Good. Good. You don't, that's toolbox fallacy, bro. When I get this thing, then I can do this other thing. Go do what you can do now with what you have. And then keep doing that. And make a deal with yourself. If I do it consistently for 30 days, I get to add something to what I have to do it more. Make yourself earn your shit for your toolbox. It'll change everything in your life. I promise. We are on the power stroke of the cycle. The upward stroke. Our grandparents, or depending on our age, great grandparents, lived through World War One, followed by the Great Depression, followed by World War Two. They got the power stroke in the shorts for thirty years, forty really. It could be that long for me. If it's forty years, and if I'm still around, I'll be ninety-one before I'm done being stroked. Well, I'm not willing to accept it that way. I'm willing to accept that it's happening. I'm not willing to go along with it. I'm not willing to live my life. Please, sir, may I have some more porridge? I'm not living that way. I will be a defiant asshole until I'm in Depends in an old folks home arguing with another old bitch about who was the best classic rock band. And I'll still fight that. It can be this way if it wants to. That doesn't mean we have to participate. Look around. Figure out what you need to survive. Establish that first. And then what you need to thrive. And move to that. Never look back. Never give in. Never quit. Don't let the time you live in define your life. Let the way you live define your life. The choices you make to find your life. If you float on a stream in a boat without a rudder or an oar, and there's no big rocks or anything, you'll just go down the stream at the speed the stream is moving, and you'll just keep going. Like a leaf in the wind or a leaf on the water. That's how most people live. They just ride along. And therefore, the speed of the river is controlled by the rainfall. The depth of the river, how far down the river you are. Further down the river you go, the wider and deeper it gets, that's you heading to the, the stone with your name on it in the dash. Put an oar in the water. Go up the side channels. Stop on the side of the bank. Get the fuck out and build a city. Do it. Whatever that is for you. Farm business, family, investment portfolio, 
real estate portfolio. I don't give a shit. Build your city. Build your city and let everybody flow down the river and sell to them as they go past. All right, guys, with that, if you like this stuff and the, th- the stuff that we do, remember, I do have a, a membership program called the MSB or Member Support Brigade. It's a great program. There's discounts because I believe in saving money. And there's discounts on things you're probably already buying. You use those discounts. You get your money back. Support the show. If you're military, this is active duty or prior service. Military, uh, law, law enforcement, or um, if you've served in something like the Peace Corps or something like that, first responders, paramedics, uh, firefighters, etc., you qualify for a discount. Email me before, not after you join TSPC in the subject line. Tell me about your service. One sentence. That's all I need. And I'll give you the discount code. Otherwise, it's 50 bucks a year. It's 18 cents an episode. So please consider joining today. The other thing you can do is do your online shopping at tspaz.com. That's T-S-P-A-Z, tspaz.com. Well, I put something out over the weekend, and I wanted to tell you about it today. Uh, I've been doing the T-SPAS program for, what, like five years now, and it's a pretty big catalog. I think there's over 500 items in it. And some of them make really good Christmas gifts. So I put out a list of my ideas for Christmas gifts for people in your life that would like the kind of stuff that we do. And there's some pretty cool stuff on there. The EDC razor light knife, Streamlight flashlights, three different options on that. The Knipex Cobra pliers, those things are just the best tool I've found in a long time. Some of the anchor earbuds and speakers, Victor Knox cutting knives, anchor fast charger, the Ranger field bag, stainless steel French press, Lizzie Q smoker tube, a really great screwdriver set, E-Tech City four-pack of lanterns, the American Boys Handy Book, which totally should get that. If you have kids in your life, whether they're your son or your, your nephew or whatever, you should get that book. It pisses off the politically correct. It's 140 years old, and it shows you how far we've fallen from trusting children to learn on their own. Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook, Thomas Jefferson's Garden Book, and the Instapot Sous V Circulator. And right now, the uh, I'm sorry, I missed it there. Um, the Streamlight flashlight, the little micro stream, that's on sale. That's on sale for like 14 bucks, I think, right now. Let me let me check real quick here. Uh, 64% off. This guy right here, let me pull this up for you. Oh. <laughs> It is not on sale anymore. I will check and see if I can update it for you, but uh, it is sold out. That's nice. Let me, I'll go ahead and show you. I'm not making it up. So no featured offers available. So this was on sale over the weekend. I put this out. If you had been on my uh, my uh, Telegram group, you would have gotten this. And, uh, again, they were 12 bucks. That's a hell of a, uh, a stocking stuffer there. But it looks like that they're gone and uh, but anyway, you can find all the stuff that I have recommended over the years. And I put something kind of a bonus this year. I just thought maybe you thought it would be interesting to see this list of 10 items down here. These are the top like not all of these would be good gifts. Uh, the number one selling item of the year by uh, total quantity were the black flag fly window traps. I, I don't think that would make a very good gift. Really don't. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you need it, maybe you would. Uh, but I put everything like the raised garden beds were number four for the year. Uh, the Anchor Life P2 radio uh, wireless earbuds were number five. South Chicago packing Wagyu beef tallow. That was the sixth 
highest selling items. So if you just maybe you want to know the stuff that your fellow uh, folks took at, uh, a bot, you can go by the website. You can find that. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I I have mixed emotions about shows like this. I feel that I'm kind of at my best as a speaker when I'm talking about this bad stuff. And I feel like it's important that I don't pretend it's not there and that I acknowledge it and I explain it and I break it down. And yet I still show you how you can adapt to it, that it's not the end of the world. Um, it's just a shift. And it, it's a, a shift that's horrible in a lot of ways. And there might be some really dark times but there's always ways to fight back. On the other hand, I prefer to do proactive shows. Here are the things that you can do to make your life better. And, you know, I get a third of the people that show up when we do that. But I'm interested in what you guys might want to hear tomorrow. That's more of a practical show, something to talk about. If you want to make a suggestion, I would get it done today. So that at least if I, even if I close down business for the day, that I see it first thing in the morning when I get up and start planning my show tomorrow. Send me an email, TSPC in the subject line, and just you know tell me what you want me to talk about tomorrow, and I'll, I'll see what I can do. But I would like to talk about something that is more proactive and less about the problem. With that, I will catch you guys tomorrow with something. Not sure what yet, but until then, have a great day. And remember, keep on building that better life because if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. Are they gonna bail you out or just run you around? They said you should have a house the American way. A dollar down, a dollar a month.